tell you in details exactly how we got together. It was 1933. If you remember, there was a frightful depression on in our country. There were millions unemployed. We then had a population of not more than, say, 130 million, as against today's 192 million. I was a dancer, and if you couldn't eat, you couldn't pay to watch a dancer. So there were no shows playing on Broadway. I think we had five Broadway shows, and they were running on paper. Yes, even passing on paper to go and see them, really. Instead of the usual 50 and 60 shows that you used to get. Well, what I'm getting at, I didn't have a job. I had no money, and I was living in a basement on 75th Street, and he lived on 72nd Street in a very lovely home that was owned by Morgenthal, whose son was then the treasury of the uh, of our country, a cabinet member, but his father owned this house. But he didn't live there, and he rented the first floor to my friend Abdullah. I said to Abdullah, in the month of October, late October, have you know I've been gone from Barbados for almost 12 years, came here in 22. And it's almost 12 years, I've never had a desire to go back. But now I have a hungry desire, a hunting desire, to go to Barbados. Now the thing stops me, but the lack of money, I have no money. He said to me, you are in Barbados. I said, I'm in Barbados? He said, yes, you are now in Barbados. And so, you see Barbados, and you see America from Barbados, and you can smell the tropical land of Barbados, see only the little homes of Barbados, and that's all you do. You just simply sleep this night in Barbados. Well, I thought him insane, really. I mean, at the moment, it seems so stupid, because 72nd Street, we still had 50 and 60-story buildings. And little Barbados with a little three-story building, almost the tallest that you find, and narrow little streets and no sidewalks. And I'm walking on a sidewalk wider than the wide street of Barbados on 72nd Street. But nevertheless, that night, I slept in Barbados. I assumed that I'm in Barbados in my mother's home, and that I saw America relative to Barbados, and it wasn't under me that night. It was north of me, about 2,000 miles. Well, the next day, I didn't tell him anything. But a week later, when nothing happened, I thought I would approach him. This time, we moved into November. I said, you know, Ab, there is no, uh, not a thing has happened. He wouldn't discuss it with me. He turned his back on me and went into his little library and slammed the door. About three times I tried to open up the discussion with my friend Al between that moment when I first talked to him and the end. He would never discuss it. On the basis, how can he discuss with me how I am going to Barbados when I am already in Barbados? That's stupid to discuss how I'm going to go when I am in Barbados. And if I am faithful to my assumption, I can't discuss the how. I am already there. Well, this went on on the morning of the fourth day of December. There's no job, no place to go, and the last boat that would get me there, my Christmas is going to sail on the 6th. Under my door is a little letter from my brother Victor. And he said, as a family, we were never around the table at Christmas together. That Cecil, that is my oldest brother, he left home before the last was born. Because we have a large family, there's an interval of eight years between my sister, Daphne, who was the eighth child, and then my brother, Joe. But in that interval, my brother Cecil went off to Demerara. So, never as a family were we ever together at Christmas. So in the letter, he justifies why he's asked me to come. He said, I know you don't have a job, and there's no excuse for not coming. And so I'm enclosing a draft for $50. You may need a shirt, a pair of shoes, socks or something, and I've notified the furnace witty line that you'll come for a ticket 
So the ticket is waiting for you at the furnace line. Well, I was so excited, I rushed on down to the furnace line, and I told, give them my letter. They said, yes, we have a message here from your family, Barbados. We'll give you a ticket, but we haven't any first-class tickets left. You can go third-class and use the facilities of the first, but you have to sleep third-class until you hit the island of St. Thomas. When you hit St. Thomas, someone disembarks, then you may take a first-class bunk. I said, I'll take it. I rushed right up to that tuna. And I said, Am I have my ticket for Barbados, but I have to go third class. I'm only elated and happy about it. He said, Who told you that you're going to Barbados? And who told you that you went to Barbados third class? You went to Barbados and you went first class. Would say no more. He isn't even happy that I'm going to Barbados now. So I went down on the morning of the 6th day of December with my third class ticket. Went up to the desk as they're checking in the passengers and I put my ticket forward. So I've got good news for you, Mr. Goddard. Someone is cancelled, and you're going first class. And I went first class, all the way down to Barbados. Ten days down, ten days back, with three heavenly months in Barbados. So all that I did, I tried to the best of my ability with his, I would call almost insolence. He was rude. But he taught me by his rudeness that I cannot discuss how, if I am doing what I'm supposed to do. He tells me right away, you are in Barbados. And I'm in New York City physically when he put me in Barbados in my imagination. I slept in Barbados to the best of my ability. But you know, days go into weeks, and the weeks went into a month. And I'm trying my best to open up a discussion with him to get a little hope. No, no hope. He wouldn't give me any encouragement if I did what he told me to do. But we all are human enough to want another little discussion, another little push. And so he taught me the lesson that there is no such thing as a little pregnancy. No such thing. If you did it, then you're pregnant. Let the child grow. And interference with it is going to be a miscarriage. You assume that you are in Barbados. Now you're pregnant. The idea is you're going to give birth to a journey and pursue the land you write in Barbados. You must assume that. That is conception. Now, don't try to argue. You want to conceive. And all you have to do is to be a faithful mother and bear that child. And don't discuss it with me anymore. He never discussed it after he told me I was in Barbados. And I learned so many things from the old fellow. 